Hi, and welcome to Creative Conversations for the Soul, the podcast that speaks to inspiring individuals and curious minds, lifting the lid on what it means to embrace true, wholehearted creativity. I'm Amber, and I'm your host. I'm a copywriter, writing mentor, and content strategist at The Wild Wordsmith, creating soulful stories for free-spirited brands. Today, I really want to talk about the concept of wellness, what it means, how it's changed, and if there's actually a dangerous side to it. It's something I've been mulling over a lot recently, and so it felt fitting to share it with you on this podcast. This is a mini solo episode, just enough time to pour a hot drink and take 10 minutes away from the desk. I hope you enjoy it. When I say wellness, what do you think of? Is it an overall state of being? A sense of tranquility? Mental equilibrium? Or is it something else? Wellness retreats in Bali? Candles that cost an arm and a leg? A hashtag on Instagram? I think there's a big difference between wellness and well-being. And my fear is that the former has become a commodity. And I know I'm not alone in these thoughts. As I record this podcast, I'm also planning an article that I've been commissioned to write on the topic of wellness as a business owner and what this really means. Alongside that, I'm reading Pandora Sykes' book of essays, How Do We Know We're Doing It Right? Lovingly lent to me by a very dear friend, where she digs deep into very similar topics. Now I want to start by saying I have nothing against wellness retreats in Bali and I certainly have far too many candles for one human being. But both present a very privileged approach to caring for your health and well-being and my, well I suppose, my worry is that this is making us lose sight of what genuine inner peace actually looks like. Let's go back to Bali for a second. A few years ago, I spent a month there with two girls I'd met while traveling through Australia. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But it wasn't the beautiful sights, the glorious weather, and the amazing food that etched its place in my heart, although all of those things were pretty special. (laughs) It was how happy the locals were. I remember speaking to a guy who drove us to a nearby waterfall. He told us how he had lived in a teeny tiny hut. I think there were 10 people, if not more, all under one roof. And he adored it. I can hear his words so clearly. He spoke about how he and his family had no need to feel sad or want for more because they had everything that they could ever need, love and family. Whereas Westerners, in his word, but man do I agree, constantly wanted more, more, more. More technology, the latest trends, bigger houses, faster cars. He didn't care about any of that. And that was why he felt joy on a daily basis. The conversation really stayed with me. And for a while, it changed me. I know it's a total cliche, But as I spent a year living out of a backpack, I didn't ever want for more. I couldn't care less about buying new clothes, spending money, or even thinking about social media. 
And yet I was still in a privileged position to pack a bag and get on a plane in the first place. I know that. And also, why is it that the second I landed back on British soil, that mentality just drifted away? Our culture is one that tells us that you need things to feel a certain way. We need a wellness journal rather than a bog standard notebook. We need to eat clean. And I flip and hate that phrase as if there is any way to eat dirty. We need to spend hundreds of pounds at Lululemon just to roll out our yoga mat. And pals, there's even a type of pet food marketed for wellness. And when we've got those things under our belt, we need to post about them on Instagram with hashtag self-care and hashtag wellness Wednesday. For anyone who has fallen prey to this, so have I many times. I am totally not judging you. But I am starting to wonder, where is all of this coming from? Is it really the healthiest way to look after our own well-being? I've spent the past month in a pretty low place. I think I've come out on the other side now. But let me tell you, as I sat in that dark space, the last thing I wanted to do was see a post on social media telling me that if I ran a bath, lit a candle and poured a glass of wine, side note, don't even get me started on the notion of alcohol being used as a way to, again, market wellness, that all of my anxieties would sink into the ether. No, instead, I needed to sit with them. I needed to sleep more, hydrate my body, get some fresh air, even if it was just opening all of our windows wide. I needed to meditate, read for escapism, speak to people, keep taking my mood medication, something which I seem to forget the moment my head takes a downward turn. I need to come off the hormone medication which was causing me harm. Essentially, I needed to do the things that looked inwards rather than grappling on the outside for a quick fix. And this is where I think wellness and well-being differ. I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm also not saying that I don't love receiving a wellness hamper in the post from a loved one. But mostly that's because it shows that they're thinking of me and that they want to give me a gift, a lift even, when I'm feeling low. There is a beautiful and thoughtful side to it all. When I'm in a higher state, I crave nothing more than filling our room with candles and incense as I curl under the duvet with a book and a huge cup of yogi tea. I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I don't even know what I'm saying. Just to be aware, to be mindful that while wellness feels good, your well-being needs more than a spa day that costs more than a month's rent. That you can't find your soul's calling. For a quick Google search. It should, it has to come from within. Hmm. <laughs> so what do you think, friends? It's a tricky one, isn't it? There's such a delicate balance between wellness marketing for a true purpose and wellness marketing purely to feed the epic consumerism machine. I'm lucky to know many, many small business owners with a wellness focus who work with intention and love. I really admire them. They're absolutely wonderful. If you are enjoying Creative Conversations for the Soul, I'd love it if you could subscribe for your favourite platform. And if you have a moment or two, maybe you could even leave a review. 
This is still a very new podcast and any reviews will help boost my reach. Something I would be very, very grateful for. My next episode is out in two weeks and it's another interview episode and it is a fabulous one. I really can't wait for you to hear it. Until then, stay curious and keep searching. Goodbye.